going on, bitch? Listen, what is really going on? Welcome to the Solomon Ray Podcast, and I am your host, Solomon Ray. The intro song you just listened to is a song of mine titled Asi Asi, which you can stream everywhere. It's a bop, you know, something that you want to shake your tits to and let your hair down. That is off of my previous EP, La Mala Introducción, which is an EP full of bops. You know, I it's a lot of nice danceable songs, but also some like heartbreak moments and stuff with like danceable beats. So if you want to check that out, feel free on all streaming platforms under Solomon Ray. Um, I am in the process of creating and working on new music. More on that later. But welcome to the fourth episode. I can't believe it's been a month. Again, as usual, thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you so much to everyone who has rated and reviewed this podcast on Apple Podcast. Shout out to Mommy Shampoo, Ari Benitez, Heidi Danielle, Thuggish Bosch, Crystal So Bright, Nikki G, Nicole B. Duckery, Corey Z, Monica, Delisha, and everyone who else. Everyone else who has shared and written a nice review, I really, really appreciate it. I don't know really what it does, but my friends who do the whole podcast world and stuff like that were like, yo, it really helps with, um, I don't know. I already forgot what they told me, but I guess it helps with something. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. But also more than anything, thank you guys so much just for listening and being, um, I, it, it really baffles me how just how many people each week are tuning in and yeah, so thank you guys so much. So I just went and got myself a membership card or a membership to Costco. And the guy, like, it was weird because I, I went up there. I was like, hey, I need a membership. And he's like, so you've never had a membership before? I said, uh, no, but I just need one now. He said, do you know anybody who has a membership? I was like, yeah, my parents. He was like, you're not on their accounts or anything? I said, no, I just... I just need a, a membership because I heard y'all got some cute little cauliflower pizza in the back. So I that's literally that is the only reason why I wanted to get a Costco membership because I made cauliflower pizza or not made it, but I bought some shit from Whole Foods, warmed it up. It was disgusting. Like literally, I'm just thinking about it, it makes me want to vomit. And I everyone was like, yo, you need to try the Costco one. The Costco one's lit. The Costco one's lit. And I was like, well, damn, bitch, let me go get a fucking Costco membership. Now, the only time I've ever shopped at Costco is to get seafood because they be having some big ass crab legs. They be having some good old lobster tails and shit. So, you know, when you got a big ass seafood boil or something like that, like a little crab boil, it's the place to be because it's not that I don't think it's that expensive. And you could just get like big, big ass fucking legs, you know, not the little teeny ones that you be getting from like the grocery store so um that was the only time i've really gone to costco so y'all were like bitch go get a costco card so i got a costco card today that man was really get fucking grilling me like he was really fucking grilling me like on i was like bitch am i fucking being interrogated am i on law and order svu bitch like, oh my God, you are giving me Mariska. You are giving me Benson, bitch. Chris Maloney. Like, what? Like, calm the fuck down, bitch. I'm not a perp. So anyway, so I got the fucking Costco card. And oh, so I go and I'm seeing things that I really want to buy. 
And so I'm buying all this food and stuff. Bitch, that thing was packed. Costco is a fucking beast. It's a month. And it's just fucking grocery carts flying all over. And they're big. Those Those Costco grocery carts are huge. Like, what the... I. It was just a lot. It was just sensory overload for me. A lot of crying babies, a lot of families, like big families, like not even just like a mom, a dad, and a child. It was like mom, dad, the auntie, and 14 children, and the granny. And I'm like, y'all could have stayed home, bitch. It's COVID. Y'all didn't need to bring the whole family out. But I guess if one of you bitches get COVID, all y'all motherfuckers get taked out. So it was a lot of people. The lines, the lines were hella long. It was just a lot, and then you got to get in a line to exit the fucking building, and then when you get to the building, you got to give the girl your fucking, what is it, the receipt and stuff, and she got to, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with them damn receipts, bitch. I don't know, bitch. I don't know if they done planted fucking chips in their eyeballs to where they can scan shit. Like, like, okay, (laughs) I'm not trying to go on a tangent, and it's not... (laughs) I'm not trying to like be shady. I'm really not. But I know I have a tendency to be shady or be perceived as shady. And I do have a tendency of, be, of being condescending. And I'm not trying to do neither. However, when I hand my my receipt to one of these door blockers or whatever, what is, what is, why? If somebody can please let me know if you work in these areas, what the fuck does that do? Like they'd be like, mm, yeah, let me just look into your, your, your cart. Okay, all right. What are you looking for? Like, you're not checking anything. You're not cross-referencing anything. Like, you did not scan everything in the damn bag and then looked at the receipt and all the... Like, bitch, to me, it just seems pointless. So, before I could even fucking exit Costco, it was that. And then there's a million people in the parking lot. And then it was just people flying all over the the parking lot. Like, and that's another thing. It's like, bitch, get out the fucking street. I don't know. I don't know why the girls want to play in the street. Bitch, please pick when you're walking. Get on a side. Get on a sidewalk. If there's no sidewalk, get on a side. You know, watch out. The girls just be up in the street. And I be right on their ass like, hello, I'm a car. What are you doing? You don't you don't smell the car. You don't see the car. You don't feel the car. You know what I'm saying? I don't drive a Tesla. I don't drive a fucking them hybrid shits. You hear my shit, bitch. You hear my shit. Like, move. What are, What the fuck? I don't know. So, needless to say, Costco's cute and all. I don't know if I could go there on a weekly basis, bitch. I don't even know if I can go there on a monthly basis. Because that my stress levels were through the fucking roof. It's just really a lot to be doing. And it's, it's not for me. It's more of like of a family grocery store place. I need to... I rather shop at the single people places like Whole Foods, like places where single people go to do their grocery shopping because we get in and out, bitch. We in and out. We just, we ain't playing them games. We in and out, flying out of the parking spaces, like in and out. It's a lot of family stuff going on over there in the neck of the woods of Costco. And it's nothing wrong with that, but it's just, I don't know if I could do that on the daily. I don't really know what the, the appeal is of Costco. I don't get it. Um, maybe because you can get like things in bulk, which I guess if you have a big, well, clearly all the big ass families I saw today, shit, 
like I said, doesn't make sense. But I'm a single guy and I live by myself and I just wanted the goddamn cauliflower pizza. Next, needless to say, I tried it. It was good. The cauliflower pizza was good. It's nice. It's crispy. It doesn't taste bad. Like the first cauliflower pizza I tried was garbage from Whole Foods garbage. But this one was good. I think all I need to do is find like some crumbles of sausage crumble like chicken sausage or whatever like a spicy one and put it on there and it'll be like lit and divine the only sad thing about it is it's fucking almost 25 grams of carbs for two slices so it's definitely a stretch it's definitely like you're really encroaching on 50 grams of carbs um but i have lost quite a bit of weight i feel like i've lost a lot of weight i think my first week of the keto diet, most of it was just water weight, which is fucking wild because, bitch, I lost damn near 11 pounds the first week on my keto diet. And everything, everything is everyone and all the things that I've read is basically saying the first week is mostly just water weight. And I'm like, well, goddamn, bitch, I need to be drained more often. Why is there so much water in my body? Get out of there. Bitch, how how I got fucking 11 pounds of fucking water in my body? I feel like fucking Judy Garland, when she had to be drained, there is a thing where, I think Liza Minnelli tells it, where her mom, something she was retaining so much water. Liza Minnelli is daughter of Judy Garland, in case some of you guys just don't know, which I don't even really want to get down that road because it's just like... Just cannot really educate the girls anymore. I'm just one 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 gay icon at a time, please. One gay icon at a time. We're focusing on Britney right now. She's an icon. She's a legend, and she is the moment. So Liza Minnelli was talking about how her mom Judy Garland went like something happened to where her body was retaining a lot of water. And so when you look at those photos of Judy, Julie, Judy looked puffed, bitch. She looked puffed. Rest in peace, Judy. But like she looked puffed, honey. She is giving you Michelin Man, Pillsbury Doughboy hybrid. She looked puffed. Like she needed to look like she, she needed to be drained. And that's what Liza said. Liza said that her mom had to get drained. Now, I didn't really dig too deep into it because I don't really want to know how you drain the water out of someone. I'm not trying to laugh, but like. I just don't, I don't know how to be, like, I just feel like I got drained. Like, I feel like I was Judy Garland first week and I'm on my keto diet and I just got drained. So it's mostly water weight that you lose the first week, allegedly. But now I could feel the, the fat actually leaving. So this is a little TMI, but you know, like when you sit on the toilet, and I only say this because you could sit in like a chair, but I feel like it's not the same. I think when you sit in a toilet, it's different because... Well, most of the time when I'm sitting in the toilet, I'm getting ready to take a shower or I have no shirt on or whatever. And I can count my my belly rolls, you know, on the side of your little stomach. You be counting the rolls. I be playing with them. They're like cute and, you know, squishy. Well, bitch, I only got one roll. Bitch, now I started off this motherfucking diet with damn near 450 rolls. All right. Now I only got one roll now. Congratulations, bitch. So, but I feel like the last roll is going to be the hardest to get rid of. But yeah, I only got one roll left. And so I'm really losing the fat. The only thing is, like I said last week, I just don't want to be eat. I don't like cheeses. I don't like saucy shit. Like, I don't like all that shit. And I, from also from my reading and just trying to understand the keto diet, is you actually do have to have, like, I think, like a 65% fat intake. 
And most of those fats come from cheeses and meat. I mean, not meats, um, milks and blah, blah, blah. I don't really like all that. So I think I've also plateaued because I just stopped eating the cheese aspects of things. And I don't want all that shit. But it works. Um, um, I do think that starting next week, I may not continue with the keto diet. I think what I'm going to do is just lower my caloric intake, but also keep my carbs very low too. Now, bitch, now I hope I don't blow up like the world trade and just become, you know, the Michelin man, but I'm going to see how it goes. I'm going to try to ease into it and then also up my exercising because I'm trying to be snatched. I'm trying to be skinny mini for the summertime. And honestly, if you bitches out here listening and you're not wearing a mask or doing anything to like really cut this fucking pandemic out, bitch, fucking Australia out here just, you know, living their lives. New Zealand is out here living their lives and they like, like fucking COVID ain't never even came about. Meanwhile, we are struggling in the United States, struggling. We are really in the ghetto. You know what I'm saying? And you bitches aren't, I'm not about to lose all this damn weight for you bitches to just keep fucking around and keeping us stuck in this fucking pandemic. Bitch, I'm going to lose this weight for summertime because I'm trying to show my ass, okay? I'm trying to show my ass for, for the summertime. I'm trying to wear me a little crop top Daisy Duke moment, bitch. I am. And don't get me started on Savannah because Savannah is trying to be a hoe this summer too. So listen, I just, please guys, if you need any sort of encouragement just think of us getting our summers back bitch it's gonna be fucking dreadful if we don't get a summer this time it's not and by the way it's looking bitch we're not going to so please wear a mask And speaking of masks, everyone has been like, oh, bitch, we really want a mask with the N95 filter. And I was like, you know what? Give me, bitch, give me give me a couple of days. I'm going to figure it out. So I figured it out. I came up with a cute different like pattern, which basically is the same pattern that you would use for any other mask. So they are coming out. The new mask, there'll be two versions. There'll be the, the ones that you normally see and those come in different colors and stuff like that. But then there's going to be like a a silk silver thread mask 2.0 with an N95 filter that you can change in and out of the mask. So those will, if the Lord willing and the creek don't rise, those will be up by the time you hear this podcast. Um, If not, they will be up Friday evening. They're only going to come in black, okay? They're not going to come in a bunch of like, you know, fancy, cute little colors. They're only going to come in black. Also, the other, the original mask that I started coming out with, the next colors that I'm going to come out with are, I have them right here. Where are they? Um, Bitch, where are they? Damn, bitch. I just wrote down all the colors and now I can't find them. Anyways, so the new set of colors are going to be like neon green, neon pink, neon purple, neon blue, um, just like some cute little colorful moments. And those will be coming out, I want to say mid-March. Um, but like I've also shared is I don't want to have a, a constant supply of stuff, you know, just like a, a restock of the same shit. I think it's fun when there's like new colors that are, are either it when it's something and it's limited edition and it will never come back. So 
the colors that we did previously, like the mauve and the red wine and the, what was another popular color? The emerald, those will not be coming back. So this new set will be a new set of colors. So those will be out sometime in March. Um, what else? What else? What else? It's February. It's Black History yeah. Month. What does that mean to you guys? Excuse me? Black History Month. We need a longer month. Black History Month, we, we need like a whole be, year. We, we need a, a longer Black History month. Year. How about Black History Year yeah. for one year? Yeah. Now, it's Black History Month, and I want to share some cute little stories that I've come across. Um, yes, I was going to mention some of the most prominent figures in our culture, but in reality, you know, we all are. We all are Black History. Our existence alone is Black History, and I feel like it needs to be celebrated. So um, earlier today, I saw this story on Good Morning America, this lady who migrated from Nigeria in 1983 by the name of Evelyn Yuba, studied to pass the exam to be a lawyer, her bar exam to be a lawyer, for 10 long years, and this month passed the bar exam. Her daughter took to Twitter to share a video of her mother jumping for joy when finding out that she passed the bar exam. The tweet reads, quote, My mom finished law school in 2011 and has been studying for the California bar exam while raising four kids and working full time for the past 10 years. Today, she passed the bar. That's Esquire now. So kudos to Evelyn Yuba for passing the California bar exam. And Evelyn said to Good Morning America, quote, I took the exam more than 10 times, she said. I stopped counting after a while, but giving up certainly wasn't in my dictionary. And I really just love that story because it's such a testimony to our perseverance and the fact that we don't give up. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know. I thought that was a really beautiful story. And it's very inspiring because, girl, let me tell you something. <laughs> girl, if I, if I took a test for 10 years and I wasn't passing, now, it's no shade to Evelyn. It's really no shade. And I'm trying to keep this as positive. I'm Listen, I don't know how I get to that. I'm not trying to be shady. But, like, I personally would be like, you know what? Maybe this ain't my calling. <laughs> It's really no shade to Evelyn. I swear to God, it's really no shade to her. But it's like, maybe it might be like, bitch, this ain't my calling. Like, maybe I'm not supposed to be a lawyer. But damn it, if you put your mind to it, and if that's something you really want to do, your mind can force things to happen. And I think that's another thing, maybe another topic for another time that we could probably discuss is using your mind to shift your reality and really forcing the universe to open up paths for you. But that could be an, another podcast for another time. So kudos to Evelyn. And, and another story that I saw, um, now I don't ever go on Facebook anymore, but occasionally I will just see what like my aunts and uncles and like my family members are doing. And also just to upload like the obligatory like photo and just so, just so I can get my likes and, and zip out. Eh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like just really just to get my likes and to show like the girls like I'm still that girl. You know, I'm not here all the time, but I'm just... Hi, hey, I'm just here to remind you bitches that <laughs> I'm still that girl. No, I'm just kidding. That's so stupid. No, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> but I just kind of like check on, you know, my family and stuff because they normally use Facebook and stuff like that. So I was on Facebook and I saw this article about, and it's titled Black Geniuses with the Highest IQs Ever in the World. <laughs> and I was like, damn, bitch, ever? And so... There's three black geniuses identified as Ramarni Wilfred, Anala Beavers, 
and Alana George have the highest IQs ever in the world. So Romarni Wilfred, his IQ is 162, which is higher than Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking. The 16-year-old boy whose IQ is almost higher than Bill Gates was only 10 when he wrote a paper on the philosophy of fairness. Now, bitch, I'm not really going to get into this, but like, what the fuck was I doing at, nine, at 10 years old? Bitch, I was 10 years old in school, sneaking behind my parents' back, listening to Little Kim's hardcore album, learning how to do, do the butterfly. You know what I'm saying? Like, be, trying to be a hoe at, at the age of 10. This little boy is writing a paper on the philosophy of fairness. Iconic. Just iconic. Truly iconic. Then we have Anala Beavers. And at just four years old, Anala Beaver possesses an IQ of over 145. She could identify each letter of the alphabet when she was just 10 months old. In 2014, when she was six, no, excuse me, when she was five years old, Anala could recite the name of every North American state and capital on the map. That is really iconic. Like, it's truly iconic. And then we have Alana George. Alana, who has an IQ of 140, is the youngest member of Mensa from the United Kingdom. <laughs> like, just outperforming everybody. <laughs> the four-year-old girl has an obsession for words and numbers iconic the little child who taught herself how to fucking read before starting school prepares excuse me prefers i can't even read i bet you alana could read this with ease i can't even fucking read what i just typed um prefers reciting the alphabet and times tables then singing nursery rhymes now listen now it's no shade on the other two kids and stuff kudos to them iconic i will never be anywhere near them at all but alana sounds like my girl she sounds definitely like my type of girl first off i love the fact that it's the four-year-old girl has an obsession for words now i may not have an obsession with numbers but i definitely have an obsession with words i love words but what really gets me about alana is the fact that she taught herself how to read before even entering school that is so iconic Literally, it reminds me of some some shit I would do if I could do it. <laughs> like, imagine getting ready to go to school and it's like, oh, yeah, we're you're going to learn how to read. It's like, you know, I think I'd rather I think I'd rather just learn how to read on my own. I just know walking into that classroom with those remedial students, it's going to be a challenge and it's going to test my nerves. So I'd rather just come in prepared so that while the teachers are teaching these remedial kids, I can just lay up in the cut on my iPad and just read fucking Shakespeare. And then I just love the fact that like she, she prefers reciting the alphabet and her times tables rather than singing nursery rhymes. Like, <laughs> not only is Alana a genius, but she's shady boots and I live, I live, I live, I live because if anybody... It's like there's nothing wrong with being that girl and just refusing to, like, even dibble and dabble in, like, the peasants of your social circle or, like, people who should be in the social vicinity of you. It's like, girl, I have no time for you. You girls are, like, learning nursery rhymes. Oh, please, girl. I'm over here. I'm over here balancing the checkbook, bitch. Like, work, Alana. You know what's funny? Like, not to make this about me, but I remember being in preschool 
I would be so annoyed with the kids that I had to go to preschool with because they were always like eating glue or accidentally stapling their fingers together or doing some stupid shit. So I would just, you know, do my own stuff and read my books in the corner. And they asked my mom, they're like, what's wrong with your son? He's so very antisocial. And my mom's like, he just doesn't really identify with young kids. And I wouldn't. I would just, you know, hold conversations with adults. Like, I didn't want to talk to the kids in preschool. I wanted to talk to the teachers. So on my lunch break, there, I would just go have my lunch with the teachers. And we would just, you know, chop it up. Um, so kudos to Alana. She sounds like a little mini me. Only I'm not a genius, nor is my IQ anywhere near the vicinity of 140, bitch. It's probably not even near none of it. Um, it's probably like 40, me alone. So kudos to Alana and kudos to all those little kids, honestly. And the reason why I wanted to kind of like bring that up was now I have my moments. I have like my little blonde moments to where I'm just like, I have like a brain fart and stuff, but bitch, I'm a smart cookie. I am. And it took me a long time to kind of succumb to that and to really be okay with saying I am intelligent because for the longest, and this is also probably like a deeper conversation that I don't really want to get into, but I just never thought that I was smart enough. And I didn't think I was smart as the other people that I went to school with. I just imagine all the white kids were smarter. And I don't really know where that comes from because I, I don't, no one ever said like, oh, they are smart. But I think part of growing up non-white in the United States, there is this sub subconscious understanding of being inferior in all aspects, aside from like sports and talent and music and singing and just, you know, <laughs> style. But like anything like academia, like it was always like, oh yeah, you. whenever I would go to like spelling bees or um, whatever like, academic shit that I would end up going to, I'd be like the only brown thing. And it'd be like maybe a couple more brown things and, you know, scattered around, but it was just a bunch of white folks. So I just never thought I was really that girl. And, but I was always in all these advanced classes. And I think being around that environment, I just never thought, I, I never saw myself as someone really intelligent, well, bitch, until, until, until I really started to dilly dally in, general public gen pop that's when i was like oh girl you bitches are fucking remedial you bitches are dumb like i cannot you know so what the whole what i'm trying to say is i think it's important for us to also acknowledge moments like this during black history because we are intelligent people we are incredibly bright we're incredibly gifted and um, I don't know if that's kind of the same for some of y'all and stuff, but that was kind of a uh, something I had to figure out and get through on my own growing up. And like my whole family is very, very, very big on education. Like it's OD how they're so big on education. And, you know, my mom works for the school district, my my aunts, um, my my other aunt is a teacher, one's a superintendent, one was a principal. Like, so they're all, everyone pretty much worked in some capacity when it comes to education. And so it was such a big thing growing up to where even, now I don't know if it's like for some of y'all, but back then, like our parents would kind of urge us to go and force us into summer school. Now, summer school wasn't, I don't know what it is now, but like summer school wasn't like a, 
oh, you failed your classes now. Now you got to go to summer school. Like, bitch, summer school growing up was like, bitch, that for me, school never ended. <laughs> it was just like a way to get ahead. And then and then it got to the point where it's like it wasn't even about getting ahead. It was just like, oh, some of these things don't even transfer. But my mom was still adamant about like, no, he can learn physics. Yeah, no, he can learn um, calculus and chemistry. Like he can do that over the summer. And I'm like, mom, I, I don't need I don't need to learn this. I don't, I'm looking at the requirements to graduate and I don't, I don't, I don't need to do none of this shit. But my mom was very adamant about me doing it. I remember one time she forced, and I say forced because it wasn't something we willingly wanted to do. She forced me and my sister. To, <laughs> oh, my sister was so pissed. <laughs> she forced me and my sister to spend the summer learning physics at this school and we would have to go like, Every single day. It wasn't like three days out of the week. It was every fucking single day. And it was with the promise of getting um, credit for when we entered high school. Well, I think I got like a B or something like that, which wasn't good enough. And so my mom was like, well, I think you need to take physics again when you get into high school. I said, so what did, why, did I, why did I not learn Britney Spears choreography that summer and had to force myself into learning physics? If you're just going to make me take it once again, what was the point of that? But needless to say, my mom had the final say and I did have to take physics once again and I did get an A. But still, like it was that was just a constant thing with us. Like even when I was a kid. I mean, I'm talking about like a kid, kid, like a like a like six, seven years old, you know, why we'd wake up and it was if it wasn't my mom, it was my aunt's. It was my grandma. You could not wake up. You had your breakfast. You wash your face. You brush your teeth. You have your breakfast. Whatever. You, you take your shower. You, you get up. You get dressed. And then you had to come into the living room and do a workbook. We had to do workbooks. Like, we would have to do, like, workbooks and, and learn shit. Which, I mean, it's wild for me thinking about that now. But it was just the norm for us and how we spent our summers. And then we would have to read an hour or two a day or an hour at night. We would always have to read a book. So needless to say, like, I, that's been a big, big, big thing in um, my upbringing. But even with that being said, I never felt adequate enough. So um, I just wanted to share that, that we got some gorgeous little cute little black babies out here with these genius ass IQs. And listen, I think that's really fucking dope. So Yes. Black History Month is this month, my bitch. It's dead ass. It's it's every day. But yes, that is this week's Black History Moment. So last week we talked about the Free Britney movement. And I just want to say thank you guys so much because so many of you guys listen to that episode. You listen to it more than the second episode. So thank you guys. I know it was a long episode. It was a lot of information being thrown at you. But thank you guys so much for listening to it. And you know, the next day was the New York Times documentary, The Framing of Britney Spears on Hulu and FX. And so a lot of you guys also watched that as well. And then came back to tell me, my podcast was a little bit more informative, or no, a lot more informative than the New York Times documentary, which is dope. Um, I think the New York Times played it safe. I don't know for what reasons, but I'm sure that there's some reasons behind it. And also, you have to, like, fact check everything. But, hey, 
I'm not a journalist, but I fact-checked everything. Like, when I was talking about those motherfuckers was breaking bread at those luncheons for $335 at Lowry's, that was a real thing. I have all the receipts to show for it. I have the invitations. I have all, like, the the receipts. So it was fact-checked to the best of my abilities, but um, I'm sure that wasn't the angle nor the direction that the New York Times was going. I think they just really wanted to present, like, hey, this is what's going on with the Britney Spears. And I think their angle mostly was how the media catapulted her into that um, and not so much about the corruption that is going on currently. So it was nice that just a, lot, a lot of you guys were like, oh, bitch, I got more tea from your shit. So thank you. So every time I open up my Twitter or anything, everyone's like, oh, my God, Brittany. Oh, hold on, bitch. Pause. So there was like a little trending thing where I think um, Glamour Magazine did some shit like this. Some other like magazines, they're like doing like a hashtag. We are sorry, Brittany. Like we did you wrong or like we were part of the problem. And, you know, we turned a, bl a blind eye and all these people were like, hashtagging we are sorry Brittany we are sorry Brittany I said bitch I'm not doing that I uh uh, uh no, I ain't using no we are so I'm not I'm not sorry I am not sorry I'm not one of you bitches and there's nothing wrong with it it's nothing wrong with like the girls not knowing what the fuck is going on but bitch I'm not part of that no somebody was like well yeah we all benefited from it and we all you know partaked in it and we didn't say anything when people were saying this or when diane soria was doing this and i said uh, uh, uh baby let me tell you something i was 14 years old calling into channel 933 which is a radio station here in san diego i was calling into channel 933 cursing these motherfuckers out for saying some slick shit about britney i was fact checking them on air fact check mind you I could really get into this story, but I was working at Macy's in Grossmont Center doing the gift wrapping. That's why I'm so good at gift wrapping as of right now. And I would literally not pay attention to customers. The minute I heard Britney's name pop up on the radio, oh no, bitch, I was calling. I forgot what the number was. I think it was like 573-933 or some shit, bitch. I don't know. But back then I knew it and I would call and they'd be like, oh, this fucking lunatic again. I was checking that. I was fact checking them. Every time they said some slick shit, I said, now you know what you said is wrong. Why are you worrying about her boobs? And I'll be so annoyed. And I'll be so offended. Like, that was like my best friend. I'm like, why are, you, why are you talking about this girl? She's 17 years old. Why are you talking about her boobs? That's kind of, oh, that's kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? So I don't put me into that we are sorry, Britney shit. Leave me out of it. Now, I'm, I'm with, I'm, I think I like the, the little hashtag because it's cool. I don't mind the girls coming years later and being like, bitch, we did some crazy shit. That's fine. But bitch, leave me out of it. All right, I was writing into Carson Daly when he said some slick shit. I was writing into Howard Stern when they said um, he said some slick shit. Bitch, I was on the Limp Biscuit um, message bo boards when Fred Durst was saying his shit. Bitch, I was all up in that ass crease. And side note, side, 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 side note, I was such a fucking menace on the fucking internet. <laughs> When it came to Britney, that Jive Records themselves asked me, like, hey, would you would you mind doing, like, some online promotion and, like, getting things together for, like, her, you know, her album and stuff? And I did so much promotion. They would send me free shit. They would send me free vinyls and records and stuff like that, remixes, stickers, notebooks, little, little keychain thing. They would be sending me some stuff because I was really that girl on motherfuckers necks. So again, now don't put me into that. Don't talk, don't talk to me about we are sorry. I'm not sorry, Brittany. 
that ain't got shit to do with me, bitch. Mm-mm. So it's nice that the girls are coming into their reckoning. And, the, you know, some of people were like, you know, we reported on this back in the day. And it was just a different day. I guess, yeah, you know, things change and stuff like that. But, bitch, it's so it's so weird how the girls be like, oh, it was a different day. It was a different. No, 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 no. It's the it's the same shit. Misogyny is still gonna be the same shit. You know it don't. You know, and it's crazy because the girls really sit up on the internet day in day out for the last what four or five something years talking about mental health and and female rights and misogyny and stand up and me too and and it's like you bitches don't even really give a fuck about none of that shit because everything you only do that shit because it's performative. You bitches don't give a fuck about that. Y'all sat up on that damn app, app talking about mental health all damn day. And, 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 and still, and still, anytime you see a bald bitch pop up or a bitch like Tiffany Haddish or somebody shave their hair, it's, oh, let's talk. Oh, you're oh you're doing a Britney Spears, huh? You're doing a Britney. Um, so what about the mental health that we were just talking about? What about the misogyny shit that we were just talking about? I'm just really, I'm just really, I just want to clarify that before we move a little further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Sometimes the girls be doing some dumb shit and eventually they come around the corner. Here she come and they finally get on the good foot. And that's fine. You know, some some girls, it might take a while for them to get to that point. But it's like, damn, I can't help but just be like, y'all was really, really, really making fun of Britney Spears for a solid 14 years, a solid 14 years since she shaved her head. That's not even, like, I don't even know how that's a funny joke. And listen, I don't want to go on my Britney tangents and get crazy, but, like, I don't see how that's a funny joke. I remember when I saw that, I started to cry. I got so scared. I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on? So, bitch, listen, I'm just, I'm glad that the girls are finally getting it together Brittany has a court hearing on Thursday, which by the time this podcast comes out, it will be Thursday. And so technically, quote unquote, today, she has a, a hearing. So if I could finish editing this podcast and get these orders out and do all my work and all the things that I have to do, bitch, I'm going to go up to L.A. I'm going to be up out that, in front of that courthouse protesting, honey. Mm-hmm. I am. And then, but I'm going to make it worth my while. Like, not like Brittany's not worth my while, but she ain't going to be there. But, like, I am going to try to show up. But I am going to, like, kill three birds with one stone. I'm going to try to visit my friend who's not doing well. And then I'm going to try to get my Botox, too, while I'm up there. So I'm going to try to make it work. That's just, I'm, once I'm done editing and recording this podcast, I just hope that I'll be able to do that. So Brittany's boyfriend, Sam, what's his name? Sam Ash as gari i don't know but he fine bitch he fine girl he's also really young which is kind of crazy because i'm like damn what the fuck they feeding these kids like you know what i'm saying like how you 23 years old looking like a whole 49 year old man like well he don't look 49 but he just he don't look 23 like i'm like what the fuck when i was 23 bitch i was like maybe a buck 20 wet you know what i'm saying like a bitch i, <laughs> I was skinning bones i was giving olive oil like i didn't <laughs> When I looked 21, when I was 21, bitch, I looked 21. When I was 16, I looked 16. Bitch, these kids now, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But they be looking not old, like, like aged old, but they just look 
mature. That's the word I'm looking for. They just look grown. Like they didn't seen a lot of life. I'm like, damn, shit. Anyways, so Sam was, I think, getting coffee for Brittany and him. And paparazzi, TMZ popped over him. And, you know, they asked him, like, you know, what do you think about what's going on or whatever. And he had a couple words to say. Hey, I, I saw your Instagram story. I know you're upset with Jamie right now. Is, is there anything that he can do to repair the relationship? What would you like to be seen? I'm not upset at anybody, but you know what? It is what I said is what I said. So I think he's a dick. That's just my opinion, but I'm not going to go into details. Uh, that's it, man. Can you guys ever be on good terms? I hope so. Once he yes. starts treating his daughter right, right, then we can be on good terms. Now, now a lot of fans are, are concerned with Britney after seeing the Hulu doc. Thank you to all the fans. How's Britney doing? Is she okay? She's doing amazing. She's doing amazing. I'm always having her back. Thank you very much. D did you watch the doc? Thank you very much. Oh, you're the man. And then afterwards, he took to Instagram and he made a story on Instagram. And the story says he put it in like little text, the little create mode. And he said... Now, it's important for people to understand that I have zero respect for someone trying to control our relationship and constantly throwing obstacles our way. In my opinion, Jamie is a total dick. I won't be going into details because I've always respected our privacy, but at the same time, I didn't come to this country to not be able to express my opinion and freedom. And he put the little, um, like a little sticker with that says mic drop. Now, I've, me as a Britney fan, I've always been on the fence about any guy that Britney's around, duh, because that's like my best friend in my head. So, but he so far has seemed very supportive, very on board, like really, they seem like a really cute couple. Um, so, you know, that was nice that he said that. Also, Britney made like a little Instagram post yesterday and she said, what did she say? She started off the video saying, like, and now the moment we've all been waiting for since last week. And she's like, the Super Bowl. So a lot of people thought she was going to talk about the documentary, but she didn't. So um, needless to say, I just hope the court hearing goes well tomorrow. But from my understanding, there's not going to be any major movements or possible the possibility of Jamie even being taken down as conservator until September. So it's going to be a long year, but... Listen, I'm putting out in the universe that she's already going to be out. And yeah. So I was asked earlier this week, what was my first concert? And my first concert was a Britney Spears concert. And I remember... When the, it was Oops, I Did It Again tour in 2000. It was August 13th or August 16th, 2000. Yeah, 2000. I remember when they announced that Britney Spears was coming to San Diego. I fucking lost it. I was hyperventilating that whole entire summer. The whole entire summer. I couldn't even, like, think. So this is back before StubHub and really the internet, honestly. I think, I mean, there was the internet, but, like, you bought tickets at the box office. Like, you bought tickets you definitely online but it I, I don't even know if you really bought tickets online now that i'm thinking about it because i would get the newspaper every day and i would look in the back on the classifies to see who was selling britney spears tickets and i called them all up and they all wanted a bunch of money but i didn't have no money back then because you know my mom's black and she didn't now i, I can't speak for all black 
families and stuff for black mamas, but I didn't have no black mama who gave me an allowance. All right. We didn't get no allowance for washing no dishes and cleaning up the house. That was just something you had to fucking do. You know, <laughs> it wasn't, I'm all about giving people allowance so they can know how to manage their money and saving and stuff like that. Bitch, I didn't get no weekly allowance. What the fuck? To me, that was some white people shit. Like, that was, like, some shit that you see on, like, even Stevens or, you know, some Disney Channel shit. Like, an allowance? Wow. $5 a week? And I would get, and I would go back to school. And all my white friends and stuff, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I got my little allowance this week. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this and da-da-da. I'm like, what? How, so, how, and how, what, how, what do you have to do to get an allowance? They're like, I don't know. I just, you know. Making my bed every day. What? The f- I do that every day for free? Lavelle. Lavelle, you are not giving me allowance on these, these white kids over here making up their bed for free. They, I deserve some money. My mom was like, please, child, if you don't make up your damn bed, I pay the, I pay the bills. All right? I put food in your stomach, a roof over your head, and clothes on your back. Please, and a fucking allowance. Please, uh-uh. Now, my mom didn't curse because she's a Christian woman. She really does not curse. I think my mom has said, like, three curse words her whole entire life. And one of them was damn. And I was like, whoa, this is really awkward. So, what was I saying? So, yeah. So, I didn't have, like, an allowance. So, I, so I was the whole time I'm stressing the fuck out all summer long. Summer tw- 2000. I'm like, how the fuck am I supposed to get to this Britney Spears concert? If I don't go to this Britney Spears concert, I'm going to fucking die. I was going to fucking die. So I'm just trying to find a way to scheme, to do something. So I was thinking of anything I could do to make some money. I was going through all my neighbors' homes. Like, hey, if you want me to pick up your leaves, take out your trash, whatever it takes, I just really need to get $20 because I need to go see Britney Spears. And see, now, I also grew up in the type of black family to where, like, my mom... She was not a fan of Britney. And it wasn't like she hated Britney. It wasn't that. It was just like another white girl who couldn't really sing and can dance. But like, it wasn't like my mom is an old school singer. Like she wants to hear the vocals. She wants to hear the harmonies. And, you know, growing up in the church, like I grew up off a of gospel. And, you know, so those are things that all everybody in my family knows. So they weren't the biggest Britney Spears fans which would annoy me. And I'd be like, ugh, mom, I just need to wish I had another family like who could understand me. But my mom wasn't like against Britney, but she definitely wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? She would have preferred, she, like when I'm, I'm, I'm a fan also of Janet Jackson. And so she didn't mind the Janet moments, you know, even though it's like, bitch, Janet's vocals, even though I love Janet and her vocals. If you're such a big advocate for like, <laughs> you know, powerhouse vocals, Janet is really not the girl. You know what I'm saying? So it just really confused me. But anyways, needless to say, I'm like, I need to find money to go to this Britney Spears concert because my mom's not going to like, it's not going to happen. So Britney Spears was coming to San Diego August 3rd and it's just getting closer and closer to closer and closer and closer to August 3rd. And the more I keep getting those newspapers, the classified ads are getting lower and lower and less and less and less and fewer and fewer and fewer people are, you know, selling their tickets. And I'm just like really stressed the fuck out. Everywhere it's saying it's sold out. Like it's a sold out concert. Like I'm really panicked. So then a neighbor of mine these two girls, they're like, oh, yeah, our mom got us tickets to go see Britney Spears. Bitch, when I 
I don't think I've ever really been jealous of anything in my life, but I was so jealous when I found that out. And then they were like, oh, we can take you too. We have an extra, uh, an extra ticket. So all you need to do is just like be our friend and help us around the house and do our chores. Bitch, these two little heifers had me rocking around that nasty ass, dirty, filthy ass house, cleaning up their fucking house in the hopes, in the aspirations of me possibly getting a measly fucking Britney Spears ticket with these nasty trash bags. When I tell you their house was disgusting, disgusting, they're fucking, I remember, I'll never, I walked in, I said, this is not life. Y'all live in this? Your carpet is brown. Disgusting. Completely disgusting. I was fucking mortified. But you know what? I did my little do. I was doing, taking out the trash and doing all the other shit. And, you know, I was like, yeah, they're going to give me a ticket. Turns out them little heifers didn't. But anyway, so come August 3rd, it's the day of the concert. I wake up depressed. I'm already depressed. Like, I'm already, like, sad. Like, I'm already, like... <laughs> literally like <laughs> so sad i get in the car because i wake up because my mom's going to work with summer vacation but you know that don't mean shit because i still gotta go to my mom's job and go into her little lounge area next to her office and do you know school workbooks and study and read so i had to wake my ass up every morning go to my mom's and so i'm in the car and she's like what's wrong i said nothing i don't just don't feel like talking right now which is really like like, my mom, like, again, my mom's old school black woman. So, like, it's you didn't really have a lot of moments. You could never tell your mom, leave me alone. Just you, you could never do that. Not with a black mom. So I was just like, you know, I'm just not really in a talking moment, which surprisingly, my mom didn't push me to talk. Because when you tell a black mom, like, I just don't really want to talk about it. Oh, you're a bitch. You're going to talk about it. OK, you're going to talk about it. So. I knew something was up because she didn't press me on it. She was like, okay. And she just le left it alone. So she goes to work. I'm doing my little thing. I'm reading my books and stuff. Depressed. Still fucking depressed. Looking and just looking at the classified ads like, bitch, I just, I wasted this whole summer. I didn't get my little $20 for a ticket. These little fucking nasty ass heifers in the fucking roach infested home. Like. I just fucking did all that shit and get nothing out of it. Like, I'm really, like, depressed. Like, I'm not being dramatic and I'm not trying to be funny. Like, I, bitch, I was really actually really fucking sad. <laughs> so then it's lunchtime. My mom's like, all right, so let's let's go. We're going to go get lunch. And so I'm, like, in the car and I'm just like, literally, I'm depressed. So my mom drives by the sports arena. But I'm not really looking out the window. I'm literally looking down at the ground. I know I sound dramatic, but, like, literally this is, like, exactly how it happened. I'm looking down at the, the ground, and then she – we I look up, and I see the sports arena. I bitch, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I see the sports arena, and I see the big Britney Spears bus. And all these fans are already outside. I don't know what the fuck was happening. And, my, and I'm like – I see it, and it's like the the little thing with the lights and stuff, and it says tonight, Britney Spears, blah blah blah, the Oops I Did It Again tour, and I'm literally like on the verge of tears, like I'm really like sad, depressed. I'm like, this is really not the life I wanted to live. <laughs> and then my mom turns into the sports arena, and I'm like, uh, what are we doing here? And she get, I'm literally gonna start crying. <laughs> so she gets. Out of the car, she said, come on, let's go buy some tickets. And I'm like, are, for real? Are you for real? Like, I'm, I'm like, shaking but being quiet because I feel like 
if I make noise, it's going to change the scenario. And then my mom's not going to buy the tickets. But then at the same time, in my mind, I'm like, bitch, it's sold out. There is no tickets. Like, I'm like holding my breath in the hopes that like some miracle fucking happens. She walks up to the, the, um, the box office and she's like, are there any tickets left? And he said, luckily, there's a small section right here that's still left. She was like, all right, how much are they? $40 each. My mom was like, damn, that's kind of expensive. Which, back in 2000, it is kind of a lot for a, a concert, especially like a pop show like that. Then, now concert tickets is the only way musicians make their money. So, but back then, just to keep things in perspective, you could go to shows. Like, you can go see, like, Michael Jackson and all, for like $10, $15, $20. Bucks. Like, concert tickets were not that expensive like they are now. So, $40, which was a lot back then. So, she, my mom buys two. I'm literally crying. <laughs> I'm literally in like right next to my mom, like crying. And I'm not saying anything like I'm, cause I'm afraid, like, I don't want to say anything <laughs> cause I feel I just need to be silent. I need to make sure that like the rest of this transaction goes through. I need this car to go through. Like she cannot get declined. Like it, it just needs to fucking happen. Like, I don't know if this is like a mean trick. Like, I don't know if my mom's going to be like, Oh, you need to do this and this and that of chores, some more homework in order to do this. So my mom's like, all right, cool. So she, we get in the car and I'm silent. Like, I'm definitely like, thank you, mom, whatever. But I'm like, I'm like so still. I'm trying not to even breathe. And so we get back to her job and my mom's like, um, we'll leave early so we can come, go back home and change or whatever and go to the show. I'm panicked. I couldn't finish the rest of my schoolwork or whatever that I was working on. So then we get back home and I'll never forget this. I was wearing orange gap parachute pants because that was like the thing back then and my mom's like do you want to stop and get a new outfit for the show i said no i need to get home i need to we need to get home we need to don't make no stops let's just go straight home <laughs> like i was just so panicked and so we get home and I want to say the show was like at seven o'clock. It's like five o'clock. I'm already dressed and ready. I'm already in the, the living room. <laughs> already in the fucking living room ready, bitch. I'm like, no, we got to go. And then my aunt comes over and they get to talking. I'm like, uh-uh, now ladies, y'all got to wrap this up. I know how y'all get when y'all sit up and start to cackling and, and kicking and stuff. Uh-uh, y'all better come on now because I, I got to see Britney tonight. And I didn't, I didn't go through hell on earth on um, the last three months of this fucking summer for me to be late. Y'all need to wrap this up. So my mom's like, do you want to, like, do you need anything? I said, no, I, we got to go, girl. We got to. But, you know, you can't tell your mom that. But you can't tell, you know, black mom, like, you got to hurry up. So I'm just, like, stressed. The anxiety is just riddling me right now. So at this point, <laughs> this is a fucking mess. I cannot believe me as a 34-year-old man is really saying this. But, like, this was literally my life. So we get there or whatever, and we show up. Because, you know, it, the ticket says 7 o'clock. So it's, like, 6.50 or whatever. I, I don't know. It was my first concert. I didn't know, like, you know, there's opening acts and shit like that. I'm thinking Britney's going to be on stage in 10 minutes. I need to, like, I'm panicked. My mom's like, do you want to get anything to drink? Any posters? Any whatever? I said, no, Ma. I just need to get to my seat. Like, I cannot, I just need to get to the sea. I just, I don't want to look at nothing. I just need to go. I need to get to the sea because it's, I don't, I can't miss Brittany. Like, what if she, you know, like, I don't know. I need to go. I just need to go. Panic. Complete gay panic. <laughs> so 
needless to say, there was like the the opening acts or whatever. And I stood in like I didn't even sit down. I stood the whole entire time, literally froze while she performed. And my mom was knocked out asleep right next to me in her chair. Like literally asleep. Asleep. Knocked out asleep. <laughs> it's not funny, but my mom is always she can't go nowhere. She'll always fall asleep. Mind you, there's pyrotechnics. It's loud as a motherfucker up in there. It's loud as hell. And we was right next to the side of the stage with the pyrotechnics. My mom didn't hear shit. She was knocked out. She woke up when Britney Spears was in this beautiful gown singing, Don't Let Me Be the Last to Know. And she's like, oh, my gosh, she looks really pretty there. And that was like, you know, words of affirmation. It's like, oh, my God, my mom thinks Britney's pretty. Like, oh, my God, we're making progress. Like, she's going to become a Britney fan soon. So <laughs> it was just a moment. Then afterwards, we get home. I'm, like, on such a high. I'm, like, wow. And then I'm, like, damn, I really probably should have bought, like, um, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I was, like, I really should have, like, told my mom, like, I should have got, like, a, um, a souvenir, a T-shirt or whatever. And, like, I should have did something. Like, I shouldn't have been, like, an idiot and just be, like, oh, mom, no, let's just go sit our asses down. Well, this lady, while we was in the concert, I wasn't even paying attention to her because she already knocked out and fell asleep. So I thought, I'm focused on Britney. This lady then sneaked out into the um, the concession stands and bought me merchandise, glow sticks, a t-shirt, and a, uh, and a um, uh, what's the thing? The little book, the, the book shit with the pictures in it. And got that for me because she knew I would want it. I was like, oh my God, mom, I love you. So that is my first concert experience. Just telling that story alone still gives me anxiety because <laughs> I know just how, like, I was panicked. I was very panicked. Maybe next week I'll tell you the other story of my second panicked concert <laughs> experience with Britney. <laughs> my other Britney's concert experience. Um, but yeah, that was my first one. That was Oops, I Did It Again tour. And so I still have that shirt and I also bought another oops I did it again tour short shirt this year which I wear that says August 3rd 2000 in the back and it says San Diego so it's a very memorable time for me so yes that was my first concert ever now on to listener letters if you have a question or want my perspective not my advice because I'm not a licensed therapist and you high key really don't want it for me um, send it in to ask at the Solomon Ray podcast.com and I might be able to answer it and shed a little bit of my perspective. So <clears throat> this week, our first letter comes from Woman in Love and she writes, Hi Solomon, love watching you on Snapchat and now always look forward to Thursdays. Thank you. My boyfriend and I have been dating for over two years now and while he's been super vocal about his feelings for me, Namely, the L word, I hesitate. Not because I don't like, I don't L word him, and certainly I show him my L word in various physical and tangible ways, but because I grew up with the notion that you've got to play hard to get. I was told, quote, if you tell a man that you love him, he will lose interest in you. The chase will have ended, unquote. I struggle with breaking out of this antiquated way of thinking. Help. Signed, woman in love. Well, what was the question? What was the question? Um, you know, I I get where you're coming from because a lot of people do that. But let me tell you something, baby. You might die tomorrow, for real. I'm not trying to be morbid. I ain't trying to 
make you scared or nothing like that. But bitch, you could you could drop dead right the fuck now, right now, and then what? You know. And I think it's just. And I'm I, when I say these things, I'm not coming after you. I'm not. It's just. But I just think it's dumb to not tell people how you feel. You know what I'm saying? We need to really get into the the area of telling people like how we feel. If it's good, if it's bad, but especially if it's good. If somebody makes you happy or you appreciate them, you, I feel like you need to let them know. It's no point. Like there, it's just so stupid. Like the there's these weird, unwritten rules when it comes to dating. Like, well, I'm gonna have to if I say the first, if I'm the first one to text back, and I'm the this, that. Like, shut the fuck up. Just, just text. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to. Like, I don't. I'm going to wait three minutes and then 34 seconds before I text him back. And then I'm going to leave him on read for two minutes. And I'm going to, what the fuck? That is so stupid. Like, while you're doing all that, it's probably turning him off. Or, you know, and vice versa. If you love the man and you really do, just say you love him. Don't play hard to get. It's so, like, I'm sure that there's, there's an area, like a nice gray area in all that to where, yes, may maybe not be so available i can see where you're coming from but like if you love someone you've been girl you've been together for two years get out of here now if you would have been here for two months and you're like i'm just trying to play hard to get all right cool still tell the man you love him but i mean if you want to take a little bit more time than two months cool but girl you've been with him for for two solid years two solid years greg no go ahead and just share how you feel with that man and live your life and be great and be happy. And, you know, I'm also a firm believer is let the universe know what you want. Like say it out loud. If you love somebody, say you love them. I don't know. I think it's really ridiculous to be playing these type of games. And I just don't, for me, I don't even have time for the game. I don't want, I don't want to be playing games, bitch. I'm not trying to do shoots and ladders and, and operation and monopoly and uno and, Bitch, I ain't trying to play games like that. I don't even want to play them in, the, in, in, you know, in real life. Bitch, I done bought me a fucking Nintendo Switch over the summertime, you know, before I got real busy with my businesses. And I was playing fucking Animal Crossing over 700 hours of Animal Crossing. Bitch, I'm begging. I'm trying to play the games now. I'm trying to download the game. But even at, when I finally sit down, I'm like, bitch, I don't feel like playing no games. So, bitch, I don't even want to play the damn Nintendo Switch no more, bitch. I'm definitely for sure ain't trying to play no games in my real life with people. I I don't want to play games. And I'm not trying to be a participant in the games at all. Just keep it funky. Let me know what's up. If it is, it's cool. If it ain't, then cool. But just keep it a honey. Keep it a buck, bitch. Just let me know what's up. And, mm mm-mm. Cause you know what, like, and also playing hard to get, that's so, that's so late. That is so late. Like I don't download a crash bandicoot and crash bandicoot ain't the, it's a game. Crash bandicoot ain't what it used to be back in, you know, 1998 on PlayStation. The new crash bandicoot, that shit is hard, bitch. Bitch. I can't get past level three. I'm over it. I'm not trying to play hard shit no more. Once I'm going to give up, I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm just, maybe I should have never bought this game. I'm just going to go ahead and move on back to Animal Crossing and do, like, the cute little things and work on my island. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't be playing Don't be playing these games, these hard-to-get games, because it's going to be too hard. They'll be like, you know what, bitch? I'm over it. I'm just, I ain't playing these games no more. 
Mm-mm. And Valentine's Day around the corner too, girl. No. Mm-mm. Cut the games. No, I wouldn't do that. I would just, if you love the man, just say you love Now, our next question comes from this WAP is drier than the Sahara Desert. She writes, hi, Solomon. I'm hoping you can help me out as I'm in a bit of a pickle here. Side note, I really love to say that. I'm in a pickle. Love that. Um, she, She writes, my boyfriend of five years had to shave his beard for a new job. The problem is I had no idea. (laughs) The problem is I had no idea he looked like that under there. (laughs) Sorry. It's just funny because it's all, it's in all caps. I had no idea he looked like that under there. (laughs) It's like he's a different person. I am only attracted to him when he has a beard. I don't want to be affectionate with him at all. What should I do? Signed, this WAP is drier than the Sahara Desert. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Lots of love from Vancouver, Canada. Thank you. Um... You know, it's okay. So if you've been together with this guy for five whole years, I'm really going to hope that like, this is just a slight exaggeration that you're not attracted to him because I can't imagine somebody just shaving off their beard and suddenly you're just like, oh, I'd have no attraction to you whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Like, where was the attraction at any, like to begin with? It has to be more than just the physical. You know what I'm saying? Because it can't just be a beard. Like, anybody can get a beard. There's fucking lace front beards. You know what I'm saying? Like, that can't be it. And I'm just hoping that, like, in the course of five years, you've developed some sort of connection with the person. You, you, For me, the more I'm around someone, the more I love them and the more I find them more beautiful. It's not so much – there's a word for this um demisexual i think that's what it is anyways for me i'm not always initially attracted to virtually anybody you know i'll definitely be like oh man you fine you know that champagne you know like i i can see someone who's you know attractive but for me the attraction grows based off of how i get to know you you know if you're a creative if you are how you treat the people around you, how you treat me, how you speak, you know, your intelligence, the connection we've we've grown throughout the years. All that makes all those physical traits on your face, on all over you, that much more beautiful. And I'm way more attracted to you then. Like, for real. Like, I'm, I'm more, like, so I could be with someone who I think is not necessarily attractive. And, because I have, <laughs> no shade. But... And I've grown to, not grown to love them, like, bitch, I was stuck into some shit and I just had to learn to love you. But, like, I grew to find you attractive and, like, really, really um, attractive. Whereas if I saw you in passing, I wouldn't. Um, And I know that that's not for everybody, but you also have to think, like, girl, I don't know how long you plan on being with this man. I don't know if you're like, oh, girl, I'm going to give it two more years and find somebody else. But, like, what do you think is going to happen when you guys get older? You know, your bodies are going to change. Your hair is going to fall out. Your hair is going to change different colors. Your skin's going to sag and blah, blah, blah. Liver spots and blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God, that's horrendous. Like, I just can't even deal. Like, that alone. That alone gives me so much anxiety. Um, But you know what I'm saying? Like, if you have a baby, you know, a lot of women have babies and their bodies don't snap back what they used to. 
you know, and there's a lot of pressure on women to, oh, you got to look the same way when I when I first met you and stuff. And it's like, what the fuck? I, I've changed. Parts of me physically have changed. Me as a person, I haven't. My love for you hasn't. The way I treat you, the way I will protect you and want to be, you know, around you and your family and just how our whole lives are intertwined, that has not changed. He just shaved off the beard. You know, so I just hope that maybe you could focus on some of the things that you really do love about him and are attracted to him that are not physical. I would focus on, you know, because for me, like you could be attracted. To, like for me, people would be like, what's attracted to you in a trade? And I'd be really listing off shit that ain't got shit to do with physical. For real. If It's like I would start listing some of the things that are not physical that attracts me, that would that attracts you to him. And those things are priceless. I know I'm not just going to sound like a fucking Hallmark card or like a fucking Oprah Winfrey episode, but like those things are really priceless. And the more you sit in on God's green earth and you realize that like the people who treat you well and the people who love you, those are the ones that you really need to start focusing on and like keeping around and nurturing and being thankful for. Because it don't, it, it's not like, oh, everybody has a soulmate. I'm not trying to be, you know, I'm not trying to burst nobody's bubbles or crush nobody's dreams. But shit don't happen for everybody. You know what I'm saying? And if you got something good and you had a good connection with this person, you love this man, you know, who cares that he don't got no beard? It's not like he, he shaved the beard for bitches. You know, like it's not like he shaved the beard because it was like, a trend or something. He shaved it for his job. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like he just shaved it because he was just bored one day. He did it for his job. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, girl. I love you, but you're in the wrong for this. You're in the wrong, girl. But I hope that you're able to see some sort of attraction with him. Damn, anything. But please keep us posted and I hope everything works out. Well, that concludes this week's listener letters. Again, if you have any questions or want my perspective, feel free to write in at ask at the Podcast.com and I might be able to pick it for next week's episode. And moving right along. So last week, I ended up um, recording the final thoughts segment and then I don't know what the fuck happened to it. I, bitch, I don't know where it's at. And I just didn't feel like re-recording it over again. (laughs) So this week, we will do a final thought. And ultimately, final thoughts is just kind of like leaving on a good note. And it's probably going to just going to be random or but whatever I'm thinking of at the moment. But I do want to leave things on a better note um, so that for the weekend, some things that you guys can think of or I can think of and just you know, give it very Jerry Springer. Like he would always end those trashy ass episodes. And this ain't no trashy ass show. This is a really classy show. Um, He would leave his, you know, trashy show with a good final thought. So I want to do that. Now, with that being said, this is not going to sound pretty. It's going to sound a little aggressive. And um, oh, well. So I don't know if I, if you guys saw, but on Snapchat, I was like, you know what, bitch? My magic 
is really popping. Like everything I ever say I want, I do. Everything I ever say I'm going to get, I get. And once you start really tapping into your own magic and telling the universe what the fuck you want, you be getting it. Well, bitch, I was like, you know what? Let me just, you know, let me just go ahead and switch it up now. Because I always be talking about I don't want no good man. I am I like being single. Because I, I say, here we go. I shouldn't say that. But before I do, I'm trying to like really change this up. You'll get what I'm saying in a minute. But um, so I said on Snapchat, I said, well, what if I could manifest a little boyfriend or a little husband or something? Like what if I can manifest everything else? Bitch, why can't I manifest? My magical powers are already up there. I might as well just go ahead and manifest me a man. So, guess what? I started doing it. And, bitch, I got these little cute little chubby Mexicans on, on speed down now. Mm-hmm. So, it's working. My little magic is working. Also, I do want to do an episode where I want to bring in some um, some of my friends and stuff. And kind of, because you guys have really been asking me, like, more like spiritual questions, religious type questions, and magic type questions. So I'm not big and keen on pressuring people into things. I don't believe that, especially Black and Latino people. We've been really pressured into a lot of religious moments in our history that um, were just interesting to say the least so i'm not big on pressuring bitches if but you know y'all been like bitch we want to know we want to know so i think i'm going to create an episode this in the next couple weeks and invite someone on and we could just kind of talk about it and she can kind of answer some of your questions and stuff like that but anyways with that being said this guy was like can i take you out on a date and i was like bitch i don't know can you and that question would be really kind of like taking people off guard. And initially it does sound very conceited, like, oh, bitch, you think you're too good. And and I get where that comes from. But I have to tell myself what I'm worth and what I want. And then I have to tell you what I'm worth and what I want. And then I got to train you on how to treat me. You know? And train is such a very aggressive word. So maybe I shouldn't use that. But he was like, yo, can I take you on a date? And I was like, I don't know, can you? And here's the thing. I I have no problems telling people what I want. And I think I think we're in a realm of society that kind of teaches us to be insecure and not have confidence and not tell people what we want and be appreciative of just like, oh, well, they they gave me a little bit of their time and, you know, I, I kind of wanted something else, but I guess I should just be grateful. And yes, those are two separate things. You should be grateful, but at the same time, you should know what it is that you fucking want and what you deserve. And you should be able to like vocalize that. So it's no shade and I'm, I'm trying not to be shady, but... If you take me out on a date, you're not going to take me to Applebee's. It's no shade on Applebee's because, bitch, actually, I don't like Applebee's, quite honestly. I don't. But, bitch, you can take me to Chili's later on. You can take me to Popeye's drive-thru. Quite frankly, if we already in a relationship, bitch, bitch, even on date five, date two, date three. No, not date two. Not date three. But definitely date four and definitely. No, 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 no. Maybe date six. We can definitely go through the Popeye's drive-thru. We can. And by the time we kicking it and we cool, bitch, let's go through the fucking, fuck the drive through bitch, fucking Uber Eats. You know, like, 
I have, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm too good for, to be eating Popeyes. No, bitch, I live for a two piece and a biscuit. But what I'm saying is, on my first date, we are not doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not the type of girl I am, and that's not the type of things that I want. I want you to wine and dine me. I want you to to court me, bitch. You know. And there's like this weird area of like gay relationships where like the girls don't. They be like, oh, you know, well, we're kind of the same girl and you know we should do things 50 50 and that's fine i that's cool but now on my first date bitch you trying to date me bitch you approach me you take me out all right pick me up bitch you paying for the for the food ho you know like make me give me the ooh ah ah sensation make me fall in love with you like give it give me the the give it off bitch give it off you know like you impress me because I'm a bitch that needs to be impressed. And I'm only saying that because there ain't nan shit that a motherfucker can do that I can't already do tenfold. Quiet as it's kept. So, bitch, what, what, what are you going to do? Impress me. I'm a bitch that needs to be impressed. You do have to roll out the red carpet for me, bitch. And that's nothing wrong with me requesting that and wanting that and deserving it, bitch. The thing is, people, companies, and... So many people make so much money off of our insecurities. You ain't making no money off of my insecurities, ho. It ain't gonna happen. I already know who I am, and a bitch can never tell me who I am. And what I want is what I want, and I deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Like, show me that I'm special. Show me that you think I'm special, and you think I'm the baddest bitch. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, you do have to either pick me up or if we were in New York, you would have to get a car service or at least send me a fucking Uber X, bitch. Something. Something. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you have to pay for the first meal. Yes, you're going to have to pay for that bottle of wine. Yes, you're going to have to make a certain amount of money. Yes, you can only um, have a certain type of car. Or not a car, excuse me, a certain job. Yes, and it sounds materialistic, but it's not. Those are things that I, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Those are things that I'm doing. When I go out on a date with someone, those are the things that I'm doing on a date. I'm giving my credit card to the host, making sure that the motherfucking bill don't come over. It's taken care of. I'm going to send you a car to go to your apartment and pick you up. Now, I live in California, so it's a little different. I'll probably just drive over and pick you up. But that's the type of shit that I'm doing. So if you're not doing that as well, we don't need to talk. You know, can you take me on a date? I don't know. Can you? You let me know. What's up? And there's nothing wrong with me requesting it. And it's like, there's like this weird, like, oh, you doing too much and that's why you're going to be single. Well, then, bitch, if that's the default, then, yeah, I, I'd rather be single. Hello? <laughs> I'm not trying to date a simp. I'm not trying to date somebody who ain't going to whine and dine me and make me feel like that girl. Because, bitch, I feel like that girl every day. Why am I going to go on a date with you and I don't feel like that girl? That sounds so stupid. I'm about to go. I'm about to go on a date with you, and it's not giving no ooh ah ah and no sensation. <laughs> that sounds stupid to me. Now, like I said, I'm definitely going to ease up once I get to know you. Once we cool, and once you know what level, what type of bitch I am, cool. Then yeah, bitch, we can definitely curl up on the couch and eat a fucking biscuit. I have no problems with that. But you have to stand out from the rest, and it's like the girls don't be wanting to give that off, like. And it's like, you have to let people know, like, no, um, this is what I need. And if you can't do it, then moving right along. And that's okay. There, It's okay to let people know what you want. It's okay to let people know, like, this is how you talk to me. This is how you address me. This is what you do in my presence. 
And it ain't got to be rude. You know, it sounds like what I'm saying is mean, but it ain't. If you got some finesse and you know how to like talk to people and you have, you know, God damn, my cords all over the place. Um, you don't have to be, there's no, you don't have to be mean by doing this, but you have to just get into, you have to get into that mindset of telling people and not telling, but like affirming this is who I am. This is what I want. And this is what I deserve. And I'm not budging. I'm not going to budge. I'm not going to meet you halfway on that. I'm not doing no 50-50 with this. This is what I want. And that's also what you have to do with the universe. When you tell the universe what you want, you got to be specific and you got to be like, nah, this is what I want. Not, well, I wouldn't mind that. And if you don't really want to do that, then maybe we could do, you know, something like this. No, you got to be like, nah, bitch, this is what I want. And this is what I needed. Be specific with your intentions. Let people know what's up. You know, and don't let a bitch, don't let family members, don't let a bitch or a co-worker or nobody else try to tell you, bitch, oh, please, you don't deserve it, bitch. Please, bitch, I deserve the moon and the motherfucking stars. I deserve it all. So I know that sounds very conceited and it, there is aspects of that in there. But ultimately, what I'm trying to say is if it's something you want, demand it. And don't feel wrong, don't feel bad that you demanded it. And that's it. Well, that concludes the fourth episode of the Solomon Ray podcast. Quiet as it's kept. I almost didn't record this because I was really tired. I thought that it can nap. But needless to say, it's here. It's, you know, every Thursday will be a new episode. Again, sending your questions to ask at the SolomonRayPodcast.com. Also, please follow me on all social media platforms just for updates and just whatever. Um, and, and let me know if you're listening to the podcast as well. So please tag me in any of your posts if you're listening to it so I can see it and shout you out. Again, my social media all over the place is Solomon Ray Music. That's on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram. And I think that's all. Oh, also TikTok too, but bitch, I don't really be on that thing. It's for the young kids. That's it. I hope you guys have a great week and an even better weekend. Stay blessed. Until next Thursday, see you then. Mm-hmm.